Joining us now is the Associate Athletic Director and play-by-play of the Tarleton State University Texans, Byron Anderson. Byron, good morning. How are you today? Hey, Ward. I'm good, man. I'm enjoying uh, uh, our second uh, snow day or or ice (laughs) day or sleep day of the year, whatever it is. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, if I uh, if I can get out of making breakfast for the kids, I'll be great. <laughs> well, at least you're uh, not out on the roads and you're safe uh, in your own confinement uh, along with the kiddos. That has to be fun. Tarleton Texans had yeah. uh, three guys go into the USFL draft, starting with a quarterback and then a couple of defensive backs yesterday. Uh, that has to feel good for the football program to have guys taking that next step and have an opportunity to play professional football. Oh yeah. And you know, that was, you know, that was such a weird year. Those are the guys that, that are part of, you know, one of, if not the best Tarleton team ever. And, and it starts there with uh, Ben Holmes, the quarterback, uh, you know, Ben, I think would have had an opportunity to be drafted in the NFL. If he would have gotten, if it wasn't for the, the COVID, you know, shortened, draft and you know they canceled the scouting combine that year you know he's from uh, a couple years back and so was uh prince robinson one of the other guys that was uh drafted both those guys from that team and you know that that season was shortened as far as the draft goes because i think a lot of guys at the time we were still division two and a, a lot of guys from division two were looked over because the, the scouts and, and the teams in the NFL just did not have uh, the sta- same bandwidth they did. You know, you couldn't get out and go see the kids because of the uncertainties that were happening with COVID. And I think there was probably not just at Tarleton State, but a lot of places across the United States, players that uh, they could have played at the next level if they would have had the opportunity and, and they didn't get it. And so it's great to see, you know, especially guys like Ben Holmes and Prince Ramos and, and Ben Holmes, is a special talent that I don't think he just needs an opportunity. Uh, I really believe that he's not a big guy that kind of works against him. He's a six foot player, but he is a, he is a wizard at quarterback. He is, um, he he knows he's just one of those guys that knows what's going to happen on the field on the play before it happens. He gets the ball where it needs to be. (laughs) You know, he never lost a regular season game at Tarleton state. Um, He's just really good. And, and I can't wait for him to get a chance to do it. And, you know, he's kind of from that area up there in New Jersey. He got drafted by the, the Generals. He's from New Jersey, uh, actually from uh, Orchard Park in the Buffalo area. So that'll be a great place for him to play. And, you know, Prince Robertson, Robinson, uh, if uh, he got drafted, I think, in the 10th round, he will be uh, – he's a really good cornerback, but he's also you – know, he returned a kickoff. He returned a couple of punts. He's a guy that can do a lot of different things. And it's, like you said, it's great to see some of these guys get the opportunity. And I'm excited to see what they make out of it. Byron, what's the pulse in Stephenville regarding Tarleton making the jump up uh, in division? Well, I mean, uh, it's really positive. It's, it's really neat. We've gotten to see, you know, there's so many different levels with every sport. I think a lot of people just think of, you know, football or basketball, but, but, you know, the, the, there's other teams that are doing a great job, too. Softball this past weekend hosted Syracuse uh, in a tournament that they have. Our softball team's 10-0. and 0. So, Syracuse, the Orange come in, and they're down. Our team, the uh, Texans, are down one to nothing going into the bottom of the seventh inning. 
and we get two solo home runs and win the game over a power 12 or power five uh, school in Syracuse. So it's things like that, man, that, you know, that are really neat and are really exciting. We've uh, we had air force come in for the basketball team this year. We beat them last year. We beat New Mexico state. Uh, it, it's really good. You know, there, there are definitely some growing pains. Um, everything is not, um, you know, we, we still can't make a postseason uh, tournament yet. That's and that's tough to to have that happen to you. But but that's going to end here in the next year or two. We're going to get to go. You know, the basketball teams will start getting to go to the championship game. But I mean, the pulse is over. Overall, I think everybody's really happy with it. We're really excited. We have um, a, a lot of aspirations, and we're just you know trying to do it the right way. Make sure we're you know, not just trying to jump, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest things is making sure that you're bridging the gap, right? You want to make sure that you can't just make big bounds and big leaps and not do the little things right in between, whether it's that is one of the teams or us as an administration, it's just making sure that that you're doing the right things. And, And the other thing too, is, you know, making upgrades to the facilities. I think our president, Dr. James Hurley, has done a great job of, of getting the resources that we need. You know, we just got new turf baseball and softball fields, new lights, new fencing. Uh, as a guy that played at Charlton, I love the fields that we played on, but they were in need of upgrades. And little things like that, right, that, that make a difference. And you'd say, well, you know, I'd rather play on grass. And, yeah, everybody would rather do that, I guess. Um, but the thing about turf you don't think of, you know, at a school like Tarleton, the, the coaches used to have to take care of the turf and, and mow the fields. Uh, you know, that's not something they have to do anymore. Now those guys uh, and gals can, can concentrate on recruiting more. And those things make a big difference. You know, those are things that people maybe don't think of. Uh, but now that we're at the Division One level, we have some more funds to spend. And it becomes more about, right, you know, making the jump and doing the right things that you need to do too. And I think the, the biggest part of that is, we had a couple of stories come out about how well our students are doing in the classroom. And right. That was the number one concern of, of uh, our administration and our VP of intercollegiate athletics, Lon Reisman, you know, stressed to the coaches, Hey, we've got to make sure we're doing it the right way in the classroom. We've done that as well. Uh, we've had record setting grades almost across all of our sports. Um, as we get ready, you know, you guys know there with the APR and probably don't talk about it much, but it's one of the biggest things it's different from Division Two to Division One is the requirements in the classroom and making sure the students are doing that too. Oh, you mentioned recruiting there. That's been one of my biggest questions with this move: is how does that, how has recruiting changed? And while this is a good move for Tarleton and the community, is it kind of like a double-edged sword with the kids who traditionally have always looked at Tarleton as a landing place that now they might not have that opportunity to go there? Uh, you know, I think the first thing we, we, we talk about recruiting and coming to Tarleton is, um, there is automatically the coaches all spoke about, Hey, we're able to get a better, when you say that you're division one, you're going to get a better caliber athlete as far as their talent level goes. Right. For the most part, um, the people that you're talking about, I, I don't know, uh, specifically, you know, I will, I can speak to myself, you know, I was a guy that, uh, didn't do great in high school, went to a junior college and, and did well. And then, <clears throat> but I didn't go to school for two years out of high school. Uh, I got into classes and, and then dropped as soon as I got out, but I wasn't ready for college. When I first got out of high school, I worked a little bit 
And so uh, when I finally went back, uh, I went to junior college, and then I had at Division One I, I would have had one year eligibility, and Division Two I would have had I had two years, and that's part of the reason I chose Charlton. It was a great place for somebody like me that kind of needed a second chance, right? And, it, and it's become <clears throat> my favorite place in the world, Stephenville, Texas, and Charlton State University. I think there's still opportunities for people like that um, if they want to come to Charlton. There's no doubt, um, but I think it has, as far as recruiting goes, you know, it, it opens up a lot of different things. And there's a, there's so much going on with recruiting. It's such a, uh, it's such a different landscape than it was just a couple of years ago for two reasons, right? One for the transfer portal, because that has opened, literally opened a new door um, to, to getting student athletes. And then two, this new NIL, thing which everybody's still trying to figure out so to be honest with you I've, I don't think we know I, I know one thing the coaches all say it's you know there's there's players that they can get that they couldn't get before that are giving them a chance and they're bringing them in I, I don't know I don't think you know we, we want to bring if you're good enough to come play here uh, we're going to bring you in I don't know that that has changed anything it just may be that it might be harder to come here now if you're you know what I mean as far as you're talent level goes and you've got the other thing too is we're very not strict but we're we're there's just a higher level of expectation when it comes to the classroom now you have to be able to do that and and the reason is because of the APR if we don't meet those standards which we are meeting um, and, and doing really well but if you don't meet those standards you can you know lose a year of eligibility for a whole team and and, and that's one of the things we have to really pay attention to as we make this uh, move Byron, you miss you mentioned the uh, transfer portal. Have you talked to the coaches enough? Are, are they having to do like in some places constantly continue to recruit their very own kids to keep them there? You know, um, every coach is a little bit different. I haven't spoken to. I, I talked to two or three of the coaches, and mostly the ones that I cover. Um, and we've had a, we've done a really good job retaining um, students to this point student-athletes. Um, <clears throat> I, I haven't heard that. I think that is, to be honest with you, I think that's a, a problem that maybe not, – it's not just a transfer per, portal now because the NIL, there's so many there's so many things that are unknown about it. Now, we, we haven't had a lot of dealings with the NIL yet. We've got some student-athletes that have had some opportunities, but um, obviously they're – at least right now, not the same as, as some other schools. But, yeah, I think with the transfer portal and the NIL, there could be some of those problems. I don't know that we've seen them at, at Charlton State. And I, to be honest with you, I haven't heard of a coach uh, really feeling like they've had a problem uh, with that part of it. Byron uh, Anderson with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, Byron, a great article on your basketball coach, Billy Gillespie, a name that a lot of people recognize. And it, it, does that help bring attention to Charlton State University in a positive light, having a guy like Billy Gillespie, not only having a recognizable name, but also being there at Tarleton and, and being successful at his, his run at Tarleton as well? Yeah, I think, well, well obviously it brings more uh, it brings more recognition. The other day, I think, when that article came out, <clears throat> It was on the front page, and then for from like three to six that day. I mean, I got a, I have a, uh, my sister in law lives in Kansas City, and she's a huge Chiefs fan, and I got a, um, a screenshot from her, and she's like, 
Charlton is on the front page on the top of ESPN.com with this story <laughs> about Bill. She was going to look up Anthony Hitchens because he got cut from the Chiefs the other day, and she's like, "What is Billy Gillespie and Charlton doing on the front page of ESPN.com?" And we we were the top <laughs> story in the front, so obviously it's it's bringing more. I actually called two other friends and uh, asked them to look one in Florida and one one in New York. Hey, is just a you know because sometimes they'll do those things regionally, but it was across the nation and as far as i know across the world i don't have any friends in in uh, egypt or anything that i could check with but <laughs> but it it uh it brought it does bring that kind of recognition and part of that is it, it starts right with his name and and the things that he's been able to do before and then the second part is he's got to continue to do it here at Charlton and this year we played a ridiculous comp, uh, pre pre-conference schedule or non-conference schedule with like Kansas, Gonzaga, Michigan, uh, North Dakota State, who is really good, um, Wichita State, Stanford. I mean, just really good schools. And a couple of games, now we didn't get any wins, but a couple of those games, there was kind of an upset alert where we were, you know, down two points with three minutes to go. And those kind of things, uh, along with Billy's name, make it, you know, it becomes a news story. And he's going to get – the longer he stays here, he'll, he's going to get one. Um, Billy is a great recruiter, um, probably one of the best to, to ever be in college basketball. You hear him. He, he's just so good. He told a great story about about going and, and finding Andre Iguodala when he was at Illinois. And they had already recruited another player, and he, he tried to talk Bill Self into Andre Iguodala. And every time he'd take Self to see him, Iguodala would score like, you know, four points and, you know, play really good defense. And they go, well, he, he's not that good. And, and, and Billy was just like, this is the guy. He's better. And we all know how that turned out, obviously, with, with Iguodala. But <laughs> he's just such a great recruiter. He's a, he's a really great coach. He uh, expects a lot out of his players. But I'll tell you, man, I've, you know, done the radio for him and hosted his shows. He, there's nobody that expects more out of anybody than Billy does out of himself. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys, and he's got a high standard for sure. He preaches toughness, uh, being smart on the court, <clears throat> and his teams normally do that. Um, you know, he is – but there is a – the WAC's really good. The Western Athletic Conference is really good this year. And, and so, yeah, having him there – and, you know, the, the thing is he's got to do it on the court and the students are doing it in the classroom. He's really fun to watch. He's a great coach. Um, that story, I think, was a really good story, very fair. You know, there's there's been some things that have happened to him over the years that, that, uh, <clears throat> that aren't, you know, the best things ever, but he's trying to turn the corner, and, and I think he's doing a great job. He's a great coach. I've, I've learned a lot, you know, just being around him and, and listening to him. And I think it, it has a chance to be a really great story uh, if it stays on the path that it is as far as a success story for not just Billy Gillespie but for Charlton State and for what we can do here because we're really excited about the program and, and, and everything going on. And the, the article was really fun to read. Byron, with the announcement earlier this week from Stephenville ISD about the new facilities and everything they're going to build, does that mean that uh, Tarleton and Stephenville will no longer be sharing facilities at times? You know, I think that's up to I think that's up to Stephenville. Um, you know, I think we all know that what Stephenville's done as far as a <clears throat> as far as a school goes from a from a football standpoint. 
to be honest with you, I'm not in, I have not been in any, any meetings uh, and been part of that. I saw that bond as well. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, if they were to build a stadium, I, I would assume they wouldn't still play at our stadium. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I don't, to be honest with you guys, I don't know. I think I love watching Stevenville football. I, I went to the state championship game and, and multiple playoff games this year. Uh, it's great to see my kids going to play there uh, eventually. And my daughter will play at Stevenville as well. If, if they choose to stay in sports, um, you know, but, but I guys, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. It, it, it would be exciting. I think it'd be a great thing for Stevenville to have its own facilities. Um, and, and that'll be up for the, the taxpayers to decide in this area. I don't really have a much of a, a better answer than that for you. Sorry about that. Byron Anderson, Carlton state university. Byron, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the uh, day off with the ice and be safe and enjoy the kiddos. And we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, you bet. You guys, uh, I assume you guys are up at the station. You didn't, you didn't get to work from home and do that. So you guys be safe going home. And I appreciate you guys taking a minute to talk to uh, somebody from Charleston State. You bet. Thanks, Byron.